Those three numbers may not define you, but they do determine what you can buy and how much you'll pay. With a quick glance at those three digits, people can determine your spending habits, your trustworthiness, and your ability to become their customer. This is the Car Buying Podcast, the show where I save you time, money, and hassle when buying your next vehicle. On this episode, we'll be talking about credit scores and car buying. First off, let's look at what a credit score actually is. I like to think of a credit score like a grade in school. A school takes all of your available data from your assignments and testing, and then they assign you a grade. An entire semester of work might result in, a, in an A or a simple 4.0. But there's a lot of data that was used to arrive at that grade. Now, a credit score is a number between 300 and 850 that is assigned to you based on the data in your credit report. This number is used by banks and other companies to determine if you qualify for a loan, how much you can borrow, and how much interest they should charge you. Even your cell phone company can use your credit score to predict the likelihood that you might not pay them on time in the future. Now, your score is determined from information in your credit file, which does not include income or employment information. The amount of credit accounts that you have, your payment history, how much of your available credit you're using, how old your accounts are, the number of inquiries on your credit report, and the types of credit you have are all factors that determine your credit score. Now, if you're curious what your score is, I'll give you some ways to obtain it later in this episode. So how does our credit score affect the vehicle purchase? If you're financing, which is the case with most customers, your credit score can completely change your vehicle purchase experience. If you have poor credit, a low score, then you may not even be able to secure financing at a dealership. This may mean you do not get a car or that you have to buy from a dealer that does financing in-house without pulling credit, known as a buy here, pay here. And if your score is poor but still passable at a dealership, you may not be able to buy the vehicle you want. You may be required to finance a cheaper vehicle or a vehicle with a special incentive program. Now, the actual process of buying can be completely different depending on credit score. You may end up spending 90% of your time at the dealership waiting on an approval from the finance department because it requires a few more hoops to jump through. The finance department may require a larger down payment, a list of personal references, or even a phone interview with the bank. Because you're seen as an increased risk because of your lower score, they're going to be a lot more stringent before they issue the loan. Now beyond the process of buying, you're going to pay a very different price depending on your credit score. For example, let's say two customers with different credit buy the exact same $30,000 vehicle. They both finance for six years or 72 months, but because of their better credit score, one customer qualifies for a 3.9% interest rate. $30,000 vehicle, 3.9% interest rate for 72 months. That customer's payment will be 468 per month. 
If you multiply that times 72, over the course of the loan, the customer will pay $33,695 total for their $30,000 vehicle. Now, if you take the exact same vehicle, but a lower credit score, and that customer qualifies for a 14% interest rate for 72 months, they're going to pay $633 per month. So $180 more per month. And over the course of the loan, they will pay $45,556 for the same car that someone else paid $33,695 for. So $12,000 more because their credit score was lower. Customers with poorer credit scores are often upside down more because so much of their monthly payment is going to interest instead of principal. So how can I improve my credit score? It's pretty obvious that your score is a huge variable when it comes to buying a vehicle. So how can we maximize it? How can we improve that score? Well, first off, you have to monitor your score before you can begin to improve it. There are sites like creditkarma.com that let you see one credit score for free. Now I emphasize one because all credit score models are not the same. Credit Karma, for example, uses a Vantage scoring model, which is not the same scoring model used for auto loans. When a car dealership pulls your credit, it'll pull an auto beacon score, which scores you specifically for risks related to auto debt, which is different than credit card debt or a mortgage. So while sites like Credit Karma, they're a good gauge, don't be surprised when your score is different at the dealership. Now your score is only a reflection of the data on your credit report. By law, you are entitled to one free copy of your credit report from each of the three credit bureaus per year. And you can access these for free if you go to annualcreditreport.com. It's a good idea to check these each year to ensure they are accurate. It's very common for a mistake to be on your report that can bring your score down. And on most of the sites, you can actually dispute items right there as you review your report, and the company will have to prove the accuracy of the data that they reported. And if they can't or don't prove it within a certain amount of time, the negative item will be removed from your report. So you've seen your scores, you verify the accuracy of your report. What can we actually do to improve that score? The number one thing is to pay your bills on time. One late payment can haunt you for years. If you're faced with a situation where debt payment is just it's going to be late, call the company, make arrangements so that it doesn't get reported on your credit. Because once it's there, it's not coming off for seven years. The number two thing you can do is to increase your credit score by lowering your debt utilization. Now this means you should use less of the available credit you have. For example, if you have a credit limit on a credit card of $10,000 and you have a balance of $9,000, that's a 90% credit utilization, which is going to significantly lower your score. If you lower that and you only have a $1,000 balance on that card, then you have a, a 10% debt utilization, which is going to increase your score. Now, it's, it signals increased risk to the banks because it tells them that you're getting close to maxing out a car, that maybe you can't handle your money, maybe you're spending more money than you have. It raises red flags for the banks. 
Now, ideally, you want to be using less than 30% of your available credit across all of your accounts. So when the credit card company offers you a credit limit increase, take it. Always take it. It'll just lower your debt utilization if you keep your spending the same, which will increase your credit score. Another strategy is to just pay down any of those high balances a few months before buying a car. I say a few months because it takes a few months before it's actually reflected on your report. And this will usually boost your score as well. The third thing we can do is be mindful of how often you're applying for new credit. Each time your credit is pulled, there's an inquiry placed on your credit report. And some customers get carried away now and they think they will lose half their score if a dealership pulls their credit. This is not true. That's excessive. But you do want to keep an eye on who's pulling your credit and how often you're opening new accounts. If you plan on buying a vehicle in the next three, four months, don't apply for any credit cards or other loans. Because when you suddenly take on lots of debt and start applying for many loans, this concerns the banks. So let's tackle a few questions that you guys sent in. Jim from Pennsylvania says, my credit karma score was different than what the dealership showed me. How can I not be blindsided when I go into the dealership next time? Well, first off, it's not that important that you know your exact score when buying a vehicle. Most dealerships won't even bring the specific score up. You do need to know if your credit is good, fair, poor, excellent, and this distinction's not really gonna vary between different scoring models. If you have excellent credit on Credit Karma, then your score will be excellent when the dealership pulls it as well. Now to avoid surprises at the dealership or being blindsided as you put it, I would recommend getting a pre-approval at your bank or your credit union before you ever visit the store. And they will give you an interest rate and loan terms so that you have a backup plan when you arrive at the dealership. This also gives you a way to shop the loan terms that the bank that the dealership shows you so that you know whether you're getting a good deal. Also, you can pull your score on the Equifax website. It'll cost you a little money. Most dealerships will lean towards that Equifax score since that's what most of our banks look at. Now, getting a variety of credit scores from Credit Karma and the three bureaus should give you a good idea of your average score. Well, Cindy from North Carolina asks, what is a good score for buying a vehicle? Now, scores are obviously important, but a high score alone isn't everything. For example, I've seen many people come in with just a $700 credit card and have a very high credit score because they paid that card on time. And even though their score is high, no bank is going to issue you a $30,000 loan when you've never borrowed more than $700. Another example is a bankruptcy. After a bankruptcy, a person's score will often skyrocket. And that's good. But banks will still be concerned when they see the bankruptcy on the report. So knowing your credit score isn't the only factor that goes into your vehicle financing. But here are a few score ranges that might help. Generally speaking, in my experience, anything over a 700 will generally be considered an auto approval and you'll get the best interest rates. From 600 to 699 in the sixes, you'll probably be quickly approved, but you're gonna pay four or five points more in interest, usually. Anything below a 600 is gonna be considered subprime, and you're either gonna be denied for credit, or you're gonna pay a very high rate, and the banks also may limit the amount you can borrow. 
This is also the category that usually requires that you provide some pay stubs, um, a utility bill to prove that you actually live at your address, and you might even have to list some personal references. Now again, this is a general guideline because the score must be looked at alongside the full credit report. Tim from Arizona says, my score is low, but my cosigner has a great score. Will I still have to pay more? Now, if your cosigner has great credit, the banks will look at their credit when they determine the loan terms, since they've agreed to guarantee the loan. The rate will usually be significantly lower with a good cosigner versus the rate you would qualify for a loan. Just make sure that you're actually signing on the loan and you will build your own credit while paying less interest, and then later on you can finance or refinance the vehicle in just your name. I want to hear from you. What lessons have you learned about managing your credit? What tips can you share with us? Now, in the next episode of the Car Buying Podcast, we'll be looking at vehicle history reports like Carfax and AutoCheck. And I'd like to answer some questions from you guys on the next episode. If you have a question you would like answered, you can email me at info at carbuyingpodcast.com, tweet at me at carbuyingpod, or leave me a voicemail at 740-777-9780. And I'll try to answer your question on the next episode. Also, if you find this information helpful, leave a review on iTunes to help other people find the show.